buddy. Pretty good, Al. You good? Now, are you? Are you? How's the hair? It's less than a month, Al. Play oh. less than a month. So, you were in a toot today. Mm-hmm. The moment that you shave it off, are you going to be walking around here like you know? Well, no. Winter, see, here's the thing. Uh, usually, I wear a toot okay. pretty much from November to February anyway, because it's cold right. out, right? Sure. So. That wearing the two, you know, I don't wear it during the show. That's kind of the deal, so that's fine. But uh, it's minus ten out, buddy. I'm not walking around with no two gone. Come on, it's chilly. <laughs> um, I will say you wear it well, though. You have done very well here. You took it like a man, and I think nobody can nobody can rip you on it. Like well, you can go and hide. It can rip the look. That's for sure. There's, well, lot, there's lots of laughs right now. Well, so. because 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 people aren't used to it. It's a it's new true. look. You know. oh, yeah, it's a bad look. Let's well, call it what it is. Like it is. I'm not going. I didn't there. know my hair was that dark though. Like I haven't had hair in a long time, so it's quite black in the back, which is surprising to me. It I bothers- think that's just the roots, though. I think if no. I grew it out, it would be go back to a little lighter. It's. It bothers me though that I don't see a lot of gray. It kind of irritates me. I gotta huh. say. Well, you know, that's no. uh, there's a li- there's a few, but yeah, no, it's pretty. Pretty black, you know what? Hey, can't have everything, Al. Right? Uh, it's got the uh, it's got the wide open down the middle, right? Well, so the power alleys are pretty pretty bare. It's there's plenty of blacktop. Yeah. So um, let's talk about recalls because we I don't think we've seen the name yet. But if you had to if you had to if you were in Vegas and you had to make a bet about the defenseman recalled, who would it be? Well, I'm guessing it would be Deneen or Gleason would be my guess. Um, the fact that they haven't done it yet. Makes me think they're just looking to accrue as many days of cap space, right? Like, if you have no... Now, the orders, you know, Cody Cece took a puck in the face, and luckily nothing dangerous. Uh, Bouchard uh, ate the uh, end boards and, uh, you know, got the most painful stitches right at the the base (laughs) of his nose there. It's not... not I remember he was just like, God, I don't want to go get stitches. Like, he knows it was going to hurt because you can only freeze it so much there. And um, Kulak's being banged up, but not enough to keep him out. So, you know, they've kind of been on the... The brink of maybe having to recall somebody, but if you can wait and like, hey, no offense, you could probably. And I know that Calgary lost to them. I get it. Yeah. But come on, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, the lineup that they're going to ice tomorrow night, uh, the Ford group they had last game, Al had thirteen point nine million dollars combined. Yeah. Combined, no. like that's crazy. So that's just when you've got thirty eight million dollars, and Seth Jones maybe comes back, but that's not a forward. So I, I could see how they're looking. Say, you know what? Why do we have to bring up a guy to sit in the press box for two games? And if they get somebody hurt in Chicago, they can always fly him from sure. Bakersfield to Detroit yeah. if if need be. And, you know, he wouldn't practice. So it's not ideal. Don't get me wrong. It's not ideal. And maybe maybe they're going to wait, Al, and just announce the recall tomorrow because save every possible day. Sure. And they've put the guy yeah. on a flight early tomorrow, like first thing tomorrow morning. So he arrives in Chicago uh, at 10 a.m. or something. They yeah. could They could do that. As I go through the, the, the games that we've seen here, uh, and they're not playing a lot, as you've mentioned earlier, but they're playing, I think it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for a while now. Um, you know, the, the, the needs change. I mean, center maybe over winger because of McLeod. Uh, the goaltending, I mean, do you think they would run? Do you, what are the odds you think they would run with Skinner Pickard, like through the deadline and not not acquire a goalie? Well, I would say the odds on that are probably like 40%. Okay. I, I don't think it's that grossly low, um, especially, like, I won't be surprised if Pickard play. If it's me, I'm playing Pickard tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and then it's the easiest of the three games on the trip. And then Skinner gets, you know, from Saturday till Thursday off. So that's good. Then yeah. he plays two games and probably three. Then Because what I would do is I'd play him then the next three. And I would play, although it's Toronto, Seattle, maybe. But he's going to, Pickard's going to have to play one of the Seattle or Calgary games, yeah. right? I would think. 
and, and then maybe even one of the final week games too. Like they only play three games a week. I know that, but you don't want Stuart Skinner playing too many of these games because when you get to the final 37 games, I looked at the schedule, like realistically, he maybe can play 22 of them unless you want to completely overburden him with all the games he's already played. Right. So that's going to be their balancing act. So let's say Pickard continues to play well. Well, when you look around the league, Martin Jones had four consecutive years of sub 900 save percentage. Now he's in Toronto and it's playing lights out, albeit small sample size. So which goalie can you go out and acquire that you say, okay, this guy is for sure guaranteed better than Pickard. Because I'm not sold that James Reimer is guaranteed for sure going to give you that much better. You might be better off say, you know what? Let's use our cap space and improve our, our – we need a right winger. Yeah. I think that's what they need. Yeah. Right? They need a right winger. Um, I don't see McLeod as a, third, as, a, as a left winger, to be honest. I think he's going to go back to 3C. But I think they could upgrade their fourth line mm-hmm. for sure. I think I would like some more size if it was me yeah. on the fourth line, especially if you're facing Vegas in the in the playoffs. So – uh, I if you can use your money there and get, say guess what we're gonna roll the dice a bit between Pickard, Rodriguez, and Campbell and think that one of those three will get hot at the right time that we need him to be a backup in the playoffs. Yeah, and he thought McKeon was a pain in the ass the other night. I know they looked at him a couple a year or so ago. Any possibility that might be the fourth now, line does, guy? I think he has an extra year, doesn't he? Okay, maybe. Right? Yeah. So I haven't looked. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's, if he's league minimum. You know what? That's not going to cost you very much. I, I don't like. Hey, McEwen can skate yep. for sure. Doesn't finish a lot, right? Like I, when I look at Vegas and I looked at their fourth line last year, like you've got guys on there that are big and can skate, but can also contribute, yeah. right? So that's to me like look at Nick Bukestad. He brought the orders lots of size and he produced, yeah. right? Like it's funny. I looked at the orders. You know, their center iceman because McLeod was a center and Bukestad, and I know that they switched lines at different times in the postseason, but. Those guys all played 13-plus minutes, yeah. right? And I'm not sold that Gagne or Derek Ryan or James Hamlin are guys that you're going to have playing 13 and a half minutes a night in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I think Holloway, they're playing him. They're going to play him in center down to the far. He might be your fourth-line option. Exactly, now. I, I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't no. be opposed to that as a fourth-line center. Like, I don't... Now it's a lefty, so you don't have a righty. But you know, if, if Ryan's a right winger, he can obviously take the, the those faceoffs for you on the penalty kill and stuff. So, you know, I, I'm intrigued to see Holloway. And I'll say this: I would keep Dylan Holloway if he's going to play center. Al, then I'm keeping him in the minors for six weeks, right? So he gets used to you know the muscle memory of playing center ice again. Yeah, because it's and- it's a big responsibility now. I don't think it's fair to think Holloway's can be a third line center mm-hmm. when he at the playoff time when he hasn't done it. Could he be a third line center in the future? Yes. Do I think he can be a third line center this postseason with limited third line experience at the NHL? I'd question that. Yeah, and one thing about Ryan McLeod, but when he got called up finally when he was ready to come up, he had played a lot in the AHL on special teams, both special teams. He was transporting yes. the puck in and out. I'd like to see Holloway because he's never dominated the AHL. No, hasn't played enough. Yeah, and yep. so I'd like to see him play, you know, 20 games if he can. Edmonton doesn't need Dylan Holloway right now. You know when they need Dylan Holloway? Is maybe in mid-March to the end of the season, right? No. They don't need him right now. They got a super light schedule and they're playing great hockey. Eventually, you know, some of the things might, you know, you might see a little bit of regression. Although I don't think there's going to be a massive regression because Edmonton's top six guys are really good. They're top five, right? Like they need. Ideally, you'd like to get another legit top six winger, but you know, may, maybe Fogel's that guy for for a two month span. It sure. can, it's happened before. Yeah. Um, one thing that I think that they could use is, and this isn't bringing in a player, but. Um, 
you know, I'd like to see Evander Kane healthy. I think he's a very fine player, but I think we have not seen him healthy totally. Uh, and boy, if he could, if he could hit the ground running uh, in the playoffs and be completely Evander Kane, that would be a big advantage. Oh yeah, that'll be, be a huge help. I think. You know what? The the orders have a break here from the 27th to February 6th, right? He's playing obviously a little nicked up, nothing crazy, but you know, he'll he'll be a benefactor of it and they'll need him because yeah. we I've discussed it many times, you know, 37 games in 73 days. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty wild stuff. Uh let's talk a little uh football. I don't want to talk about the Eagles. Uh Why not, Al? What's uh, really <laughs> Hey, when you lose 5 of 6 down the stretch, isn't that what you want going into the playoffs? You, sure? I, they, you know what? I think they got old. I think they uh, you know, I love Brandon Graham, I love Fletcher Cox, I love Lane Johnson, I love Jason Kelsey, but they're old. They played a lot and they've yeah, played a long time. Some of their play calling to me is very questionable lately. <sighs> no, it's uh well, I, I'll always have, you know, the 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 full Super Bowl. Uh Buffalo Bills like there's so, how could you win being that K? I know they're a fine yeah. team, but my God, they're just it's it's like they go okay, let's just be completely off the rails. Yeah, like Josh, Josh, that interception that Josh Allen threw in the end zone, I'm like, what? Like that wasn't even like I, maybe there's some miscommunication. But Gabe Davis didn't look like it was ever at a point where he was going to be where that ball went. Yeah, ever. So the thing about Josh Allen, the Bills, they can beat. I think they could beat almost any team. But there's no team, I think, of all the playoff teams that better at beating themselves or making it hard on themselves than the Bills. Yep. And there, you can't turn the ball over that many times that frequently and expect to win games long term. I know they've got a really good record in December and January for a long time, but you've got to reduce your your turnovers. And so, you know, now they get in the uh, the postseason and like the they get a break because Watt probably isn't going to play. Yep. Right. But the Steelers, man. That team, like they just, there's something about them. Like that's not going to be an easy out. I think the Bills are favored for sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. Miami, I was an interesting, they got a tough one now, right? Yeah, they do. They do. But if they win that, I mean, not that they are going to, but, you know, you're going to have to go to the. Because it's not like the Chiefs, like Tyree Kill, the Chiefs, that's a good matchup. Mm -hmm. I I look at. uh, It'll be fun anyway. The, uh, you know, the Browns probably, uh, you know, are. You know, the Browns in Houston, that's yeah, going to be fun. It's interesting because of the whole, like, think about all of the, the players Houston got from that trade for Deshaun Watson. I know a lot. And Deshaun Watson, not only is he a piece of dung as a human being, he has not been very good as a quarterback. They're way better without him. Yeah. And, like, what if the Browns win that game out? Say the Browns win with Joe Flacco. What do you do next year? Yeah, like, to me, I just come into the season and say, Watson, you're starting on the bench. Boo-hoo. No. Right? Like, I don't care how – because you're paying him either that. way. You're paying him either way. So you might as well pay the guy – that you might as well play the guy that gives you the best chance to win. Do you – what was that? It's a sub pump or something. Wow. I'm just – I'm used to the, the – do, do you ever notice the aroma rising up from the – Store downstairs every once in a while. Oh, Cinnabon? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Cinezeo <laughs> all the time, Al. Like, you, I can't even walk by there because it's just like, oh, it's just like that wave it comes right to your face and you're just like, oh, I got to go down there and yeah. have them. So. Well, I'm always on the way to the Lego store, so I just drop by. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have a dark horse for the NFL playoffs, a team that you go, maybe it's Cleveland, I don't know, but um, they played so well, I, number one defense, I don't know if they'd be a dark horse, but is there a team that you go, man, you don't want you don't want to face them because they are peaking at the right time. The team that I'm very intrigued to watch is Houston. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud, man, like uh I wonder how many drinks Tepper's thrown in the privacy of his own home knowing that they didn't pick him. 
Um, and I know it's early. It's only one year from the draft. So, you know, let's, yeah. let's pump the brakes on it a bit. But still, C.J. Stroud has been unreal yes. for, uh, for Houston this year. And if they didn't have all those injuries, like you, like, I think you're kind of get a little bit lucky that you're not facing them when they're fully healthy. But I just, you know what? I, I like their story. Um, out in the, uh, in the NFC, mm, like, like the Eagles, don't, I don't trust them. I think no. the 49ers are good. I think the Cowboys are good. Problem is, their two worst games came against really good teams. So you want, and they're not good on the road. That's no, the other not. thing. But I will, uh, you know, L.A. Rams, man. Well, I, they won. I mean, that was uh, wild. Now there's right? no McCaffrey, so that's a that's a pretty big. Uh, yeah. And, and that's why I've always said I think you know when there was all the talk about Purdy, I'm like, I don't even think he's the MVP in his own team. Right? I thought <laughs> McCaffrey was the MVP for his team anyway. So. Um, the the Rams, I don't know. There's something about the Rams. I could see them being a tough out. I love it. Okay, what's coming up on the show? Uh, Bethel Thompson will be uh, oh, joining okay. us on the uh, on the program. Of course, a new quarterback of the uh, the, the Green and Gold. Uh, also, we're going to look at the uh, the orders. Al, we're going to dive into some of the numbers. Real positive for the orders. Obviously, they're 15 and three in their last 18 games. Yeah, but there's one element of their game, Al, specifically one player, who, as great as he's been. Clearly, there's significant room for improvement when it comes to shooting the puck from number 97. Connor McDavid, right now, second fewest, second lowest shot per game in his career. Only lower was his rookie year. Really? Yeah, he's down to like 306, 3.06 shots per game this year. Like, if you go look at the top scores, McDavid has 104 shots, right, amongst like the top six, eight scores in the league. The other guys are anywhere from 159 to 178. Wow. Like, and now last year... When he shot the, he was shooting Shoot almost a, a shot and a half more per game, and we saw it last game. It really got magnetized. Like there's those two on ones. Like he was in a, he really tried to force that puck to dry settle. He yeah. easily could. Now I'm not telling McDavid how to play. And by the way, he has 38 points in his last 18 games. Yeah, so, so he's not good. playing poorly at all, <laughs> at all. He's got 30 assists in 18 games. Pretty damn good. Yeah. But at certain crunch times, think about McDavid when he gets back to shooting because I think he will. It just makes them more dangerous, right? Yeah. And what what makes them more dangerous is now all of a sudden teams have to respect it, yeah. right? Because I watched, I thought Ottawa they cheated to the pass twice on those two on ones, and McDavid still tried to force it through, yeah, you're right? right? He's always been a natural pass first guy. Last year was different, and I think because and he only has I think eight goals five on five this year. I like it's it's way down. Yeah. That's a good sign because I. Do I think that he's only going to have eight more the rest of the way? I do not think so. So uh, some interesting numbers. And did you know the Oilers are only the ninth team in NHL history, Al, to have won, who have had three separate winning streaks of seven games or more in the span of 43 games, which is what they're currently on right now. The Oilers of uh, 84, 85 also did it. Mm -hmm. But they could become only the third team ever to have three separate winning streaks of eight-plus games in a 45-game span if they uh, win tomorrow night against Chicago. So we'll talk about some of the numbers the orders are on. Do they get to 10? Like, do they get to... They got a really good chance. Like, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. I, I think the Detroit game might be the toughest one for them. Yeah, I agree with that. Look forward to the show. Thank Thanks, you, Al. Jason.